Welkom op het hoofdpodium van Drag Race Holland. Ze is er gelukkig ook vandaag weer bij. Die knappe vrouw met het hart op de tong. Wiens leven een aaneenschakeling is van successen. Nicky Plessen. God, ik ben het helemaal met je eens dit keer. Bla, 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 bla. Chocoladevla. Well, I feel... I felt. I said I felt. I said I felt. <laughs> excited that Fred highlighted... A quote from Nikki Pleasant from the first episode, which we have been doing throughout the season. It just seems so perfect that here we are in the penultimate episode and Fred brings us back to the craziness of Nikki Pleasant. And let me tell you, this week, not different. That hair. Yeah. Yeah, that hair. I, um... It, it's a wig, Maury. Yeah. <laughs> I hated wig, it. Maury. I hated it so much that I loved it. I loved it. I there's something about her. I know she's not rubbing people the right way. I was talking to a Mary that was like, "Yeah, just just can't get into her." I there's something really fascinating about her, uh, especially just the way she looks. And then today, like looking kind of strung out. Uh, a Heidi Klum strung out. You know what I mean? Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, um, you know, obviously went into the season having no frame of reference for, you know, Ms. Plesson. But what we've heard from Mary's, I feel like any feedback, feedback we've heard from her is like, oh, yeah, she's nothing. We, no one likes her. You know, mm. I, I don't know what the what what the American equivalent would be in terms of a reference point. Like, who's a. Who's a woman no one cares about? Uh, Kelly Cutrone from Top Model. That works for me. Oh, <laughs> she was the mean one, right? Yes, she was. Yes. Oh, yeah. Kelly Cutrone, exactly. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, absolutely. Okay, so uh, we, we start our podcast episode talking about this, like, callback. But, uh, you know, I, I got to say, just off the bat here with this episode, again... Drag Race Holland is crazy. This episode to me wasn't. I was kind of ex- expecting them to to take all four. I couldn't imagine them sending any of the bottom two home because the one that should have gone home ended up winning. Hmm. Yeah. I I think working backwards. I think in terms of the last the top the bottom two lip sync. I felt like they got into a situation where. Abby was technically giving the better lip sync, but it was like, really? You're going to keep the queen who lip synced four times over mm. a queen who has a win under her belt and has been, mm. you know, lip synced once, but has been doing, you know, okay. Like, I think it just got to the point where it was like, oh, well, we have a mix of someone who clearly won the lip sync and someone who has a good track record. So let's just keep them both. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it was such an awkward ending. Like really yeah. awkward. I don't know if they edited it to seem like Envy and Janie were more shocked and angry than they were. Maybe they were kind of like a little pissed. But like, I I mean, after that lip sync, that's the type of lip sync that I would have been like, yeah, send them all home. Yeah. Abs- yeah I, that's, I, mean, I also felt that way. It was like, it seemed like Mama Queen was just kind of like walking around doing oh. a, a, you know, just doing a, a survey of the supermarket. And then Abby spent half of the song trying to get out of her dress. Oh. And do something, I just, Charlie, right? I was yeah. like, like when, when the first chorus hit, the it, it only kills you, makes you stronger. Like there was mm. zero energy from either. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, what doesn't kill you makes you, you know, kind of mediocrely strong. Yeah. What kind of what doesn't kill you makes you weaker. Yeah. Uh, I, I was surprised. And I mean, I guess some of the words were a little off, but it's always so hard to judge based on the editing, I, you know, um, like if someone was more off than the other or what. But uh, what they were showing me was setting it up for that was terrible. Both of you. Yeah, which I think would have been an even weirder kind of final elimination to be like, well, it was a hard, well, you know, this is the hardest decision of the season. Just kidding. We're going to send you back home. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, so Abby does a split and it's, and I just hate, oh God, it makes me cringe. I hate how basic it is to be like, oh, wow. Oh, I know the fact that queens can't take their wig off anymore, but you can still do a jump split and, you know, win all the snaps and wows. It's like, ugh, haven't we seen like you? I would love to see a supercut of every time a queen has done one of these jump splits in a lip sync. Oh, that would be a great little supercut. Uh, right. And then, and then end it with Mama Queen doing a split yes and falling over yes that is the last one and the music stops whatever is, whatever is scoring this montage the music stops and it's just like a streaking sound as her feet slide across the floor sure sure i mean when i, I out loud i was watching this alone obviously because you know quarantine um yeah i out loud i said what did you do like, what did you do? It was like such a Dottie Hinson moment, but the opposite, yeah. right? Like, for Elmore Socks, what did she do? You know? Yeah. I, <laughs> that one didn't look good to me, Ellen Sue. <laughs> totally. It was like, oh, my God. I, uh, and, then, and then they both – I'm so happy, by the way. So happy that Mama Queen is staying because I thought that she shouldn't have been in the bottom. Um, so, so there is that. Abby – Abby, I also kind of loved in in this episode, but, you know, she did lip sync the most. If I had to choose a winner, it would have been Abby of this lip sync. Uh, So that's the other reason why. Yeah, okay, don't send her home. Yeah, but now you said earlier that you think Janie should have been in the bottom. Yes. Uh, So uh, I I don't necessarily disagree, but talk, you know, walk us through that. Point well, of view. you know, I would love to kind of prance through that with you. But before we do, why don't we tell our Marys what they're listening to? Well, they are, of course, listening to another episode of All Right, Mary. All right, Olanda. All right, Olanda. Uh, which, of course, is our podcast dedicated to all things drag race, the world of drag, someone named Yolanda, and the paradigm created with this beady, beady little TV show. I'm Johnny, and all this is for my... Oh, that's great. That's it. There's no... It's my my what? My what? Oh, yeah. All this is for my... Um, and I'm Colin. And all this is for mine as well. Uh, and uh, we are at the Hava Finalis of Drag Race Holland, or as Google Translate would pronounce it... Halva finalis. Love it. Oh, yeah. Please welcome to the stage. Halva finalis. She's almost done. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Oh, my God. Half of her face is done. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> she's wearing You're half almost a dress. done, and I'm going to tell you why you're almost done. Oh, that's brilliant. Yes. Halva uh, finalis. Halva oh. finalis. God. Oh. Uh, well, very different than Maxima. I got to say... Uh, you know, I do want to, you know, continue talking about Janie, but uh, yes. b- but let's just put a pin in it, Mickey. 
And before we get to Janie, I just want to kind of like zoom out and talk about the, the fact that Drag Race Holland continued its chaotic journey um, in the fall by having the musical episode be so late in the season. And I was kind of like, how interesting is this going to be? You know, there's four of them. It's it's not like they're doing a, a dance or singing a, a, a lyric or whatever. Mm. Um, but I have to say, this story, this Maxima, Queen Maxima story that I didn't know who she was. Like, I didn't know the whole story. This is this is a version of Cinderella, but it's like the drag version of Cinderella. It's this woman who's like, you know what? I'm going to go to Holland and I'm going to seduce the, the king there and I'm going to marry him. And then and then I'm going to like just like be a fame whore and just be on TV and, mm-hmm. uh, and just be hungry for power. It's this amazing figure of, you know, a, a beautiful, powerful woman who gets what she wants in the end. And I, I was here for it for sure. Yeah. I um, made a decision to just watch the performance and not follow along with this, with the subtitles. Cause I was like, I, I was like, I bet I could get the story, even if I don't follow all the lyrics. I'm not really here. I mean, you know, if I want to know the story, luckily you know the story. But even then, just watching the performance, I kind of got the idea. Like, it it translates. And I have to say, on top of it being like a really cool, you know, draggy Cinderella, I really enjoyed the music. I thought these songs were really catchy and kind of fun. And uh, I don't know. I... I um, I was impressed. I, I that was a that was a highlight for me. Yeah, it was it was a good musical. I think I I enjoyed it to be honest. I enjoyed it the second watch because I I like you uh, watched it without reading the subtitles the first time because I was like no mm-hmm. I'm just gonna just see what happens here, um, and I sort of got it and then I watched it again because I was like ah, something doesn't sit right. I really want to understand. And then I, I read the lyrics and listened to Fred and I was like, oh, and then I went to you know Wikipedia and I was like, oh, and it was like a mix of Marilyn Monroe meets Ava Perone meets Kate Middleton. I was like, this is great. Nobody mm. knows about this story. There should be so much more pop culture in the U.S. about this. I'm sure there's plenty in the Netherlands, but yeah, like was so into it. And she's gorgeous, by the way, if you... Um, if you Google her, but um, you know, it, while it was an odd choice to do it so late, it, there were so many little, little Easter eggs in this. I thought it was so weird that the American flags came out, and I was like, "What is this?" And mm. then on second watch, they even reference uh, that orange clown. They're like, "Oh, if that orange clown mm-hmm. can do it, I can do it, right?" And so I was like, "Okay, all right, tell yeah, us, tell I- it how it is, Mary." <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I left the subtitles on, so I saw that one, but I wasn't, like, actively following along. Um, I, of course, Googled Maxima and just got a bunch of Nissan Maximas. But then I found her, and she's <laughs> she's cute. And then there's Beatrix of the Netherlands. Is she, no, this it's the Spanish one, not Beatrix. Who's that Spanish queen or that Spanish duchess who's, like, 80-something years old, and she married some super young guy? Oh, we're going to Spanish... And I, think I don't know. While you're Spanish. while you're googling that, I'll just say uh, to echo your sentiments about the music. The vocalist was fabulous. Uh, I think it was the same vocalist throughout. I don't think they used four different ones, but uh, yeah, the music was good. Uh, I liked that the that they kept it 
fairly musical-esque that the presentation was like a musical. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a pop song. The, the tango scene, you know, to Janie's credit, the tango scene really was the most, I think, visually appealing. And then I loved Envy's um, because of just the concept and the, the, that whole crying bit that was going on. Um, it was, yeah, it was entertaining. I think the one that kind of bored me a little bit was, unfortunately, even though she looked gorgeous, was Abby's. Uh, that one just didn't pop for me. And then, mm. obviously, Mama Queen came on, and it was just this, like, matron, you know, fame-hungry woman. And I was like, okay, uh, I'm into this. So. Yeah, I Janie had that. There was that one moment of her in the wedding gown, and she like it was after Envy was spritzing her, and then she just like turned and looked at the camera, and I was like, oh, the drama. Yeah, and I, I, and I did kind of feel like I'll be interested to hear your thoughts on why she shouldn't have won because I was like, oh, that is a moment. Uh, but I do just want to for everyone who is just screaming the answer, the woman I'm referring to is, of course, Cayetana Fitzjames Stewart, the 18th Duchess of Alba. Oh. Oh, the 18th. Okay. I the thought, 18th. I thought it was the 17th. No, okay. no, 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 no. It was her daughter. Oh, it was her daughter. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, they were roommates. <laughs> they were roommates. But you should look this lady up because I'm telling you, it is a look. Okay, I will after we record. Um, All right. But, you know, the other thing I wanted to mention about this episode, because, you know, the musical came late, I appreciated there were only 16 minutes of an episode before the main stage. Mm. So they really gave us a lot of, of this musical, right? And then the runway looks. And then, ugh, whatever mm-hmm. the critiques were. I have my thoughts on that whole stupid drama critique moment um but uh you know i'd much rather them talk to their childhood selves than see that stupid thing that happened but (laughs) um but yeah so what what are you talking about oh like like when fred was like so who should go home and it i was just like come on you already did oh oh that whole thing oh yeah absolutely i think they might talk to their pictures next week i feel like yeah you know because it's kind of weird in a way like this week being a top four performance challenge, it's kind of odd that now next week is a top four performance challenge. You know, like I know they're going to they're gonna do the podcast interview and all that, but like in so many ways, this felt like kind of the model for a final episode, you know? Agreed. Yeah. Except it was a musical and they didn't have to like write their own verse. Right. So, so in that sense, mm. I, w- I was kind of like, okay, this is when they would show the because at the oh, so this is what it is, Mary. This was more of a ball episode mixed with a yeah. musical. Oh, episode. that's true. That's right. Uh, Dashan, that's right. Yes, uh, which is by girl. Uh, jazz hand, <laughs> jazz hand. I'm I'm waving in agreement. I'm jazz a single jazz handing in, yes. in agreement. Jazz uh, hand. Yes, this was uh, a ball meets a, a musical, which. You know, I, in theory, I like that. I mean, I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, Drag Race Thailand would pull shit like that, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the idea is a great one. And red, white, and blue, bitch. Uh, I, I, think, I think I was just a little disappointed in the looks after seeing the musical. So, and that brings me to my point about Janie. So... I kind of thought everybody did really well in the musical. And it was just so hard to 
really decipher like who is weak because I mean, I think Janie had an advantage because she had the most kind of dynamic movement. She was in two scenes like featured in one and then had like mm-hmm. the best supporting actress in the other one. Um, and I also think that they all did, you know, fairly well. There was one missed kind of entrance for Miss, Miss Abby. Oh, my God. When she says, Poppy on the phone. Um, it was just like a little late, I noticed. And I'm like, oh. Oh, yeah. And, and yet she, you know, uh, she was, I guess she was in the bottom. So that's fair. But they didn't mention it. Um, <clears throat> so I, I judged completely on the ball looks, Mary. And that's why I bring mm-hmm. Janie to the bottom. Yeah, you know, I, I felt like with Janie's looks, you know, it was another one of those weeks where I thought, I have no idea what the judges are going to say. I don't know what's going on underneath that wig with Nikki Plesson. So... You know, I'll leave it up to them. But if I were to be judging, I felt like Janie's were like nothing. There was nothing about her looks where I was like, oh, that doesn't look good. It was more of like, okay, that's fine. I think I wasn't I wasn't like super excited. I wasn't intrigued. There wasn't kind of like that pop moment that like Envy Peru always has where everything Envy does. It's like, oh, that's a bold choice. And like, I don't know. I, I feel like there's. That was my biggest takeaway from Janie this week is that she did well in the musical. She was fine on the runway, but there I just wasn't getting that oomph. Like there's just this like extra, you know, Mrs. Shake of Mrs. Dash that I'm just not getting from Janie Jacquet. Does that make sense? Yes, completely. And I think that kind of goes into my thoughts because she came down the runway. She looked gorgeous. And they mm-hmm. even told her they even told her so oh, you looked gorgeous every time. Oh my God. And for me, if you're going to walk in a ball challenge, gorgeous is maybe one of the looks. Right, right. Mm -hmm. You know, and then the other ones should lean into another perspective or another kind of idea of her personality or the type of drag that she's doing. And I just still don't get the type of drag that Janie's doing except pretty, which is valid and Sorry, it's subjective, but it just doesn't excite me. Right. Well, it's like after we've gotten all of these other really interesting queens like, <clears throat> you know, Cedergine and Chelsea Boy and, and, and Envy Peru, where it's like, you know, pretty's nice, but here are queens who can kind of do pretty and. Yeah. Don't know? be pretty. Don't be pretty. Don't be pretty. Don't be pretty. Yes. Yes. God bless. God bless that pangina. Don't be pretty. Don't be pretty. Don't be pretty. Ugh. It all comes it's, back to it's that It's the quote. advice that I would give all four of these queens. It's like, for once, don't be pretty. And the one that came closest to that was Mama Queen in her cocktail dress when she did this espresso martini, like Mommy uh-huh. Dearest meets Meryl Streep. I thought it was so good. It was a character. It it stuck out to me as something that was different. And then even her evening gown look, like it was a queen, but she was wearing pants. I was like, okay. This is yeah. interesting, right? Yeah, you're making like like bold choices. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Whereas everybody else, you know, it just was so pretty and 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 really polished. All of them mm-hmm. were basically with some exceptions and we'll get into that later, but it was almost it was too polished and it wasn't draggy enough. There wasn't any risk. And it, it kind of all kind of melded together, especially because the colors was red, white, and blue. And then every single queen used red, white, and blue in every single look. 
Yeah, I wasn't sure if there was going to be some that were like all blue or all red, and like that could have been really interesting, right? With like uh, an accent, maybe of like white. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and I mean, this is where it's like just such a shame that Cedergine and Chelsea Boy didn't make it further because I think they would have made bold choices, whether they were successful or not. They would have made bold choices yeah. for all three looks. You know? Oh, I, I, yeah, I think Cedergine, or rather Chelsea Boy, definitely, uh, I would have been really curious to see what she came up with um but before we go on and kind of talk a little bit more about these looks let's take a quick little break and Hmm. then we'll come back okay all right mary all right mary (laughs) so so the other i guess what was a little disappointing about this ball and granted I'm sure there are plenty of, you know, drag competitions. I've been to drag competitions where these were the looks, but they weren't balls, right? So, and I'm glad that then that they didn't call this a ball, but if you have to come up with three looks on the runway and there's a theme, I really want exciting categories. And the categories here were bathing suit, cocktail dress, and evening gown. And I'm like, girl, give me a break. Give like yeah. like capital B basic here. Challenge these queens to be super over the top. Yeah, like I think this would be a great opportunity. I know they've had some Dutch themed runways, but I thought this would be a great opportunity to have some kind of at least one of them be a Dutch thing. I don't know what it would mm-hmm. be. Tulips. Maybe like yeah, red light district. Oh. Red. Right. Like I right, mean, Mary. Oh, yes. Hello. Yes. Uh, you know. Do I have to drive over there myself and do this? Like, <laughs> please don't, please don't. You'll drown. No. <laughs> you'll rust. Yeah. You'll, yeah. Don't cry. You'll drown. Um. <laughs> don't cry, Tin Man. You'll drown. You'll drown. Um, yeah. So the bathing suit look again. And here's the other problem with a bathing suit category: is I, first of all, it shouldn't have been first. If anything, like make it second, mm. um, mm-hmm. because they come out and. It's a bathing suit, right? If I'm going to be Michelle Visage about it, yeah, it's a bathing suit. It's a bathing suit. Bathing suits are, like, inherently are not the most exciting look on the runway because it's just a fucking bathing suit. Like, bathing suit versus, like, couture gown. I would have loved a couture situation. Like, or sorry, not, not couture, avant-garde. I take oh, it back. I would like, obviously, oh. Mama Queen has been doing that and did a bit of that, but that would have been, I think when you have the theme just be color palette. Like mm. primary color, color palette. It's like, well, then to your point, then the the what what those colors, how those colors are being expressed should be a little more interesting. And I feel like take it to the stratosphere and have like the first two be whatever and the last one be this like avant garde, like over the top, go all out. Right. You know, look, you right. know, their faces were painted so perfectly and basically all the same. Uh, and I. If, if if the category is blue, do something else. You know, I don't know. Or if, if the category is bathing suit, you have to you have to stand out. And the only one that stood out on this particular category was Abby for me because the bathing mm. suit was supposed so specific, and she had like a really different or unexpected reveal. I love the Nicki Minaj reference. Yeah, that was cool. I, I, I did feel a little bit like once everything was revealed, I was like, oh, that it was giving me a bit of like what the last week look was giving me of like, oh, that was um, 
there was a sale at Spirit of Halloween, you know? Oh, God. Oh, my God. Abby, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Abby clearance rack. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. Right. Yeah. What is it? Abby filing's basement. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, Envy was interesting. I, I don't know if it totally hit. I know the plastic was supposed to be like water, but oh right, mm-hmm. it didn't totally hit for me. And then Mama basically just had a fur coat over, you know, a really cute little sparkly bathing suit. And then Janie, you know, she reveals her blonde hair with. That a towel was wrapped in. I'm kind of like, okay, cute. And then that was it. That was it. It was like ribbons as a bathing suit. And so I I gave this category. I'm like, okay, the bathing suit category is over. Bye. Thank you. Right. That was just a little, you know, a little warm up. It was just a, you know, a a little spring roll before your pad tie gets to the table. Yes. Yes. So cocktail dress. I... What can you do with a cocktail dress category, Mary? And why was Abby coming down like she was about to serve me really, really bad airline food? Well, there you go, right? It was like cocktail dresses, like, you know, what, at the United Lounge? You know, <laughs> like, where are we serving cocktails? I, Where I are the think... belts for this outfit? Why is yeah. no one ready? Well, they were, they were very red, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs> that was ba- that was bargain bargain basement joke right there. Sure. Um, what this makes me think of is uh, like, for example, season four, the bitch ball. Each oh, the God. the thing I know. Go that with me. Challenge. The, that challenge. <laughs> but the thing that they did for like the first two looks in particular that were more of just like bring it from home and and kind of just do this concept is that they really leaned into playing a certain character and that the drag, it wasn't so much about like, oh, look, Chad Michaels is wearing a cocktail dress. It was more of like, oh, look, Chad Michaels is this rich woman who can't find her mm-hmm. dog in Gramercy Park and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. There's a whole narrative there. And I kind of think maybe that's what this needed was like, if you're just going to do cocktail dress, then the woman in the cocktail dress or the person in the cocktail dress needs to be more interesting. You need to play up sure. and do a bit of what mama did. You yes. Know? And here's the, the, the overall thing. This challenge was a pageant challenge. And we in the, you know, the U.S we're used to these ball challenges which is if we're going to go back to the voguing challenge it's very specific culturally right like when they dressed up as executive realness it was it was a fantasy for jobs that maybe they weren't didn't have access to right we they talked about that in in drag race canada um so you you think about holland and it's almost like they're like oh it's it's just a bunch of categories and they're not realizing what the categories were supposed to represent either that and to give them benefit of the doubt it's like okay maybe maybe they do know that and they decided to do a pageant and i don't think this pageant category was very interesting um and and I just think it missed the mark because it's like cocktail dress is not interesting, especially if and, you know, I get Abby's kind of creativity. She's like, oh, I'm going to be an airline cocktail waitress. It's like, OK. And why are there holes in your dress? <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. What is this? Frontier air? Yeah. What is the um, Swiss air? <laughs> yeah. Swiss air is great. Don't you even on a 45 minute flight? They'll make sure you get food. Oh, I, um, I hate the Swiss. They put holes in my cheese. <laughs> God, help us. My thought is this. I do think, to your earlier point, 
I mean, I have no way of proving this, but I would imagine that ball culture has made its way to Holland because there was that voguing challenge yeah. a few weeks earlier. Right. Granted, they didn't do much voguing, right. but there's at least there seemed to be, you know, uh, Amber Vineyards. She seemed, you know, to come in pretty knowledgeable. So I almost feel like we're wanting this to be a, a, a ball challenge. We're wanting this to be a pageant mm. challenge. And it's really just three looks on the runway, you know? Well, I think it is a pageant challenge. I think that, I mean, there are pageant uh, pageants out there, uh, like Miss Continental, for instance, that there will be a bathing suit. There will be a talent portion. There will be the evening gown, right? Like there are those kind of basic, quote unquote, categories, right? Um, I just wasn't wasn't that impressed. I mean, I loved Mamas. I loved Mamas. Envies, Envies was okay. I I love that there was that peekaboo on her hoo hoo. Like that was cute. But otherwise, like I didn't really get the Jetsons. Mm, yeah. No. We talking about the cocktail dress now? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I was more distracted by the by the peekaboo uh, mm. hoo hoo. <laughs> peekaboo hoo hoo. And then Janie. The thing, the first thing that came to mind, I'm like, this is not a cocktail dress. It was this nude illusion with stripes. I was like, this is not what this is like a bondage dress. What is I don't this. It was so odd to me. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the the cocktail dresses I think registered the least for me, as I as you can probably tell, because I'm like, who who what what was she wearing? What is the younger one? Is that Lola? Um, Mm, I. Uh, yeah, Lily. I would. Lily's the yeah. older one. Lola. Lily, yeah. Which one has depression? Yeah. Shut up, Lily. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so anyway, uh, yeah. I mean, it just. I think maybe at the very least, the cocktail dress category could have been swapped out for something a little more fun. You know. Agreed. Yeah. Um. I, it reminds me of the ski ball or the snowball from Canada, where those queens, like there was one that was like you know, the morning after or the walk of shame or something. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Fun. It was like the, the après ski realness. Oh, après like ski. Right, 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 right. And then for, for this, what was also interesting and why this I don't think is a proper ball challenge is that they didn't have to make anything. I don't, when was the last time we saw these Queens make something? Which episode was that? Oh God. Have we seen them make anything? We're terrible. Have we them? We're terrible. We can't remember but in seven No, episodes. because I'm trying to think even like the first episode, it was like, well, no, wait, I have Drag Race Holland's uh, Wikipedia page. So the first one, they did not make any looks. The second one, uh, they did not make their looks. I No, these they brought because, yeah, yeah, these these have all been. Did they make no. the looks for the It Takes Two? That's the, that's the only one that I think. But even then, they didn't have to. I don't think there has been a formal design challenge this week. Very specific. Or this choice. season. This season. This season. You know. Very specific choice for a, for yeah. a, a drag race franchise epi- uh, season to not have drag queens designing. Um, I don't know. It's disappointing. Um, I, I'm trying yeah. not to. I'm trying not to be so negative, but like. Mary, I'm, I'm just trying to spell out to you why I'm feeling a little bit like, what is this season? Yeah, so no design. Okay, well, evening gowns. <laughs> but we got evening gowns. Evening gowns, evening gowns, evening gowns. We've got evening gowns, yeah. Uh, Mama wins this for me. The I Again, with the pants. I Granted, like, was it 
that flattering? No, but at least it was different. And that heart on her chest with all of the pearls, there was mm. there was drag to this. And when she used the heart in the lip sync, when she, yes. she that's where I thought, oh, mama, you've got the edge. And then, oh, and then she yeah. did that split, Mary. And then she did that split. I think at that point it was kind of like when Thorgy was versus Chi Chi in season eight and she just like did the, the, the cartwheel. cartwheel at the yeah. end. She's like, I'm not winning this. I, this right. is, uh, come on. So, uh, <sighs> And then at least she made a choice. Yeah, at least she made a choice. So the other looks, though, you know, I don't want to just shit on them all. I mean, they all looked great. They all looked beautiful. They all looked polished. But I think Abby's it, it was it was clear that this was out of her comfort zone because it was just kind of this messy tweel. Is that how you pronounce it? Right. Tool. <laughs> tool. <laughs> tweel. Oh, tweel is tweel is something you eat like a Parmesan tweel, right? A Parmesan wheel? <laughs> you would eat a Parmesan wheel. A tweel, T-E-T-W-E-E-L, is a type of tire. What makes a tweel think- <laughs> is an airless tire design developed by the French fire tire company Michelin. Well, what makes you think I don't have an interest in fashion? So um, the tool dress... <laughs> The tool dress, I just found it kind of basic. Uh, I think she paints so well. She's just a gorgeous queen. But she could barely move in that dress, and there wasn't much to look at. Um, and the ribbon. Oh, the ribbon. Is that what they said? Oh, yeah. The, the one judge. Uh, I don't oh, remember who she was. The one judge, um, yes. I know the who The one judge. Yeah, 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 she was. And even, even, even NP herself was just like, but the ribbon, you know, mm-hmm. ribbon. <laughs> that's my Nikki Plesson. Yeah. That's your Nikki Plesson. Blah, 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 ribbon. Blah, ribbon. Blah, blah, And then Janie. How do you say ribbon in Dutch? I'll look it up. Janie had gorgeous hair, gorgeous hair. But then everything else I kind of thought was just a little basic. Uh, or I don't want to say basic because basic is kind of this insult now. I, I think these looks for me, they weren't basic. Okay, let's just get that straight. They were... But were they basic? <laughs> <laughs> but was it basic? But was it basic? Uh, but was it basic? They but weren't... <laughs> <laughs> uh, they weren't basic. They were not elevated enough, I think, for a drag competition on TV. That's well, and that's, yeah. I think, yeah, it was, like, beautiful, but... Was it interesting? Um, and this is what you get when you eliminate the wrong queens too early. And I, again, I know that it doesn't matter. It's just a reality show, obviously. But it does matter when you get down to the top four and you want a little bit more. And these queens, except for maybe Mama and maybe Envy, they I mean, Janie and Abby, I just think we already saw what they can give us. Well, I think this is the thing, um, and for anyone on the edge of their seat, uh, to pronounce ribbon in Dutch is lint. Uh, I think this is the problem that we've now confronted in the finale is that, you know, there's envy. I mean, I was looking at, while I have the Drag Race Wikipedia open, like just looking at the track records, there's envy who has been won four times was and then otherwise was safe the entire competition Mm. so it's just like okay well boom and then like in comparison i mean janie you know has had some some highs and some lows but it's like abby was high twice and in the bottom four times uh and it's just there's that feeling of like well 
Um, again, like what? What's the point, really, of bringing Abby? Oh my God, to the finale. Sure, she did well this week, but I mean, you could say the same thing about Darian Lake in season six. She did great in the top four challenge. Didn't make it to the finale. Right, and that's why it's kind of like you should have just spared Chelsea Boy. Like I, anyway, mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna let that go. I'm just gonna let it go. It is what it is. I'm happy for all of these queens. I think they're all really really beautiful. Um, and it if Envy doesn't win, then I I I really don't understand what like the story that they were trying to tell here. Yeah, because I mean, I definitely don't expect Abby or Mama Queen to win. Um, I think if there is any consideration of track record, I think that they, it, it, it's sort of the consolation prize is, well, you made it to the finale. I don't see a world where either of them wins. I don't even really see how Janie could pull through and win. I think what we saw this week, obviously Janie won this week. So we kind of saw like, I don't want to say Janie at her best, but like, this is Janie winning a challenge. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, I just, I think if the challenge is similar next week and that they're, you know, performing and lip syncing and dancing and all that. I mean, like, it's not like Envy's going to suddenly stumble. Envy's going to win this. I, you know, okay, dollars good. to donut holes. Envy's going to win this. Good. Yeah. Good, good, good. Uh, I, to be honest with you, Mary, yes, Envy's going to win this. There's just something tells me not to discount Miss Geist. There's something about Mama Queen where I'm like, when I think about Drag Race Holland and I think about the winner, wouldn't it be great if it was the queen that faltered the first episode and then, you know, giraffed her way to the end and won? I mean, I guess, you know, it's almost like Priyanka was kind of like that. Not necessarily that she faltered in the beginning, but she faltered a lot in the competition and like pulled it through in the end. Mm-hmm. Whereas then <clears throat> there was, you know, Rita Baga, Rita Baga, if you will, who <clears throat> was kind of having the track record that, Envy Prue's having. But I feel like the thing with that, whenever, like, like Priyanka, for example, I feel like we were primed in the uh, Halve Finalis episode of Canada's Drag Race for Priyanka to start to um, rise up as, as a front runner. And I feel like at this point, to pivot in the last episode and Envy to suddenly not be the front runner, I mean, it have something would really have to go amiss. You know what I mean? Like, where would she possibly misstep to not win at this point? You know? You're you're absolutely right. And may I remind you that Priyanka won the crown despite that awful, awful look where with the paper hanging off of her waist. Oh man, I <clears throat> I think about that look many <laughs> times, often, middle of the night. And there it is. That <laughs> so, stupid so, paper dress. So, I mean, it could be possible that Mama wins, you know? Or her crown fell off fell off the first episode. What a beautiful narrative, right? Her crown falls off the first episode, and then she gets a new one in the finale. I mean... Poetry. Beautiful. I... I I know. I wonder if the, I hope she's pregnant in this episode. I hope in the finale. I hope at the very least, if Mama Queen wins, she wins with a pregnant belly and, you know, full circle. Mm-hmm. I am excited for next week's episode because all those queens are coming back. Right. I, I am loving this new thing of bringing all the queens back for a final runway. Yeah. Great idea. Yeah. Well, they've done that. Mary, they've done that every season of Drag Race. No, they haven't done it every season. They haven't done it. 
since they do like, that every live finale, the queens come back. Well, I guess I think of the live finales different from like an All Stars five finale okay. or Canada's Drag Race where it all happens in the studio. You know what I mean? Okay, like, right. I, like I just when I think of the live finale, I just think of like an hour of me like cringing into my rib cage. And when I think of like a studio finale, it's like, oh look, everyone's back. I hate the live finales. I I think they're oh. so cringy. Because they're so like performed and there's something about them. There's something about RuPaul in those situations. There's something about the jokes. You also there's don't like ab- the boys dancing, right? Oh, the aggressive boys dancing. I like the the very on audience. Oh, I hate live finales. Unpopular opinions of our you know, about on All Right Mary. Mm-hmm. I hate live finales. Interesting. I I I hear that because they are so controlled. And it seems like everybody's kind of just trimmed a little bit. There's so much Mm -hmm. joy. There cannot be any real drama. I think that's the other thing that you don't like is that it is so manicured. It's so manicured. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, the the audience participation when Rue's like, ooh, Mama Ritz. I want to talk to you. It's like, oh God, no, oh, you don't oh like no, that. Oh, don't okay. put non-TV people on TV. It's not, it's not their fault, but like, it's just, I'm having secondhand embarrassment, you know? Was, were the live finales, wasn't that in reaction to them leaking the winners? Yes. Okay. Yes. I think because they started doing the live finale, what, season five? Um, and I think, yes, yeah, Sharon was leaked for season four. Okay. Or no, Raja. I know Raja, Raja was leaked. No, Raja. Season by four Perez was Hilton. Live. Yeah. Season yeah. four was, was season live. Four? I wasn't didn't didn't Sharon win the crown in front of an audience? Oh yes, because Alaska. You're right. You're right. It was because of season three. Yeah. 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 So it was yeah. season three. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, uh, not a live finale next week. I'm excited for Drag Race Holland to finally crown their first winner. Um, and to take a little break, the, the, the good news is that drag race, RuPaul's drag race is rumored to come back in December. And the bad news is, is that RuPaul's drag race is rumored to come back in December. <laughs> yeah. We got that tweet from, from OG Mary, uh, sister Mary Ricky. And I was like, what? Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah, I know. I know. I don't know what we're going to do. We have to discuss that offline. Uh, yeah, but we might be making a bold statement um, because honestly, Mary, like 2020 is not even over yet. And I, I, I think I need more of a break from, yeah. from these these television shows. Oh, sorry, these drag race shows that follow the same format. Um, it's tired. Yeah, I think, you know, it's we kind of had these feelings when we were talking about Dragula Resurrection where I was like, OK, it's, you know, another quote unquote drag competition. I use that with big air quotes, you know, in 2020, but I was so ready for it and so open to it. And it was cause it was so different and a totally different format. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think four seasons of, of drag competition it's in one year. It's like, okay. I mean, well, peek behind the curtain. Mary's is, you know, we love this stuff, but you know, we want to talk about all kinds of things. So, yeah. And, it's that and it's like normally we have a break. It's like when you go to school, right? And then you have the summer off and then you come back and you're excited about school again. You know, I just mm-hmm. I, I haven't gotten that. We didn't get a true palate cleanser with any of these seasons. Normally we have Dracula to do that. And it's just the, the, this format is 
I just don't know how they're going to change it or how they're going to challenge what they've already done, especially f- from what the rumors I'm hearing about season 13. Like there's one thing that's different and that we can get excited about. Obviously we can get excited about all of the contestants, um, mm-hmm. but what's the different thing? Oh, and that there's trans representation. Oh, okay. I thought you yeah. meant like a, a, the format of the competition. No, no, uh, no, 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 no. They would never. <laughs> Yeah, no, that, come on. Anyway, um, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, as Ricky said, like, they haven't been wrong yet. So, ugh, uh, what do they say about the election? <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, you know that, I'll have to politics, say, I, I, I will, politics, panic. Yeah, I, no, I will say this, though. Like, you know, obviously, this is not an evergreen comment, but, like, we're obviously recording this, like, the Friday before Halloween. The next time we record Drag Race Holland for the finale is going to be post-election beginning of post-election season and all that Michigas. And there's this part of me that's just like, oh my, like what head frame am I going to be in in a week? You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> am I going to no, be I like, know. who I cares? I know. I know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to be honest with Mary's and, and not be fake and be like, you know, we're humans it's hard. too. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. No, and, and, and I think everybody could really understand what you mean by like, who cares? And yeah. we, the, the reminder of why we do it is to escape for just an uh, of hour. Of course, you know? of course, of course. It's just, you know, uh, and I feel this way with work too, is like there are days where everything is just so business as usual. And then I just like, I start to just like spiral out in my head of like, okay, but I'm still like a human being going through a fucking pandemic right now. Yes. Like, yes. like I can't like, am I, you know, are we on the same show? You know, and so it's yes. just, I, I just want to kind of clarify or quantify that, or qualify if the case may be that that's kind of where I'm coming from with this is uh, it, it's, it's beyond a first world problem to say drag race fatigue, but it I think is fair to say, you know, Hey, my tank's a little low this year. <laughs> you know? I know, I know. And uh, you know, and yet we still get like vicious reviews. Like it's insane, but, but you I know, know. But, that, and that's, you know, that's for, that's, that's not for territory. us. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Those reviews aren't for us. Um, anyway, uh, I think we can leave it there. You know, all this is for my, um, so, oh uh, yeah. For your what? <laughs> so it's Mary's, like the Dutch version of who's on first. Anyway, go on. <laughs> this is for my, uh, Mary's, if you have any thoughts, you can reach out to us on Twitter at all right, Mary, you can email us at marypodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com or tasteofreality.com slash allright-mary. You can find me on Instagram at johnnyalso or on Twitter at johnnyalso1. And of course, you can hear more of me on my other podcasts in the details, a celebration of nuance. Uh, and Best Supporting Podcast, a celebration of Best Supporting Actresses. And you can hear me, you've heard that, nope, we've covered that. You can find me on Twitter at Colin Drucker and Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And of course, you can get more of both of us, including our recent recap of Dragula Resurrection and bonus episodes every single week at patreon.com slash allrightmary. Yes, that's right. We, we are reviewing Game Change for the election. Uh, yes. I think that comes out tomorrow. Uh, we we did Scream for Halloween, but that was a free skate episode. And we actually discussed the Halloween special, uh, RuPaul's Halloween special, um, for our Only Mary's level. Uh, 
and so we're we're trying to do all we can you know uh with with the content that we're getting um it's great distraction so yeah sign up for patreon i feel like if you like what you're hearing you know give us a try out there uh all of the episodes will be available to you so you can just kind of like look through what we've you know discussed and pick which episode you want to listen to yeah there's like i don't know 150 something episodes so something like that um Yeah. yeah uh Anyway, uh, Last Chance Lip Sync. Yes. Ding dong. Last Chance Lip Sync. What is it, Mary? Ding dong. <laughs> uh, so this is a care of uh, Sister Mary Andre, who had sent us a recommendation uh, a, like a little while ago for um, a song that, as uh, as Andre described, it's happy-go-lucky, it's happy-go-lucky, Abba-y, it's got men in flashy outfits, and a mom singing. Mm. And I was like, well, you got me, gal. And so it is Ding-A-Dong Ding by Teachin, which is the winner of the 1975 Eurovision from the Netherlands, because we Love do Dutch it. songs. Love it. This season. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Well, Marys, we hope you have a really good week. As you're listening to this, try not to doom scroll tomorrow, unless that's what you need. But try not to doom scroll. It 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 won't do anything better for you. So yeah, I've never I've never been satisfied by doom scrolling. I've never gotten what I needed. Mm-hmm. Right. So you know, we're we're going to put out a lot of episodes. Uh, that you can listen to, whether it's the Halloween episode, Scream, this episode, Game Change. So, you know, do what you can, Mary, uh, and we're going to try to give you some content. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. All right, Marys, we'll talk to you soon. Tatsies.